Live from the ACU of Texas Studios, this is the Clear Lake Today Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Noise Reduction Podcast. This is Rhiannon Negron and I'm here with Nelson and we are on episode three of our podcast. Or right? maybe I should clarify who I am. I'm, I'm also Rhiannon's husband. I think that's the... the Rhi's husband. Oh, Rhi's husband. That's right. It's the, the going joke at, yes. at the moment. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. How long do you think I can get away with that until people actually like realize who I am? Oh, I don't know. It depends. Depends if you behave yourself. <laughs> well, that's never going to happen. <laughs> that's true. You'll make a name all on your own, I assure you. All right. So I interrupted you. We're, we're on episode three. We are. Episode uh, three. And right. so, so what are we going to be talking about today? Uh, well, uh, we are actually going to be doing a two-part series. Um, I guess we can call it a series, right? If it's two parts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is a, a two-part episode. How about that? Is uh, that better? I like the series. Series. Better. Okay. Yeah. It's a series of two parts. Wait, that isn't okay. Um, <laughs> pretty much. Right. If you don't listen to both episodes, you're not going to understand it. Well, I don't know. I think we put the information together in a way that you could listen to one if you only wanted to know about one part of it and then listen to the second one if you only want to know about the uh, the second part. I, I think we mm. I think we formatted it right. But we're not going to answer their question until the second. Until the second. Okay. Okay. So what is the question? That, I think that was your original yes, yes. that was your question was yes. what the question is. All right. So we we uh we had some uh, uh some feedback when it came to uh to the questions that we're answering and this question has come up a couple of times for us not only with uh with clients but also just uh, acquaintances uh that we that we know that we're around and they wanted to know uh do i focus more on saving for my retirement or my child's college oh yes we do get that a lot yeah and that that can be a tough one especially for young families um especially can, if you have to choose one or the other i mean some people right. do what do, what do you think? Well, I guess we'll just jump right into it. What, uh, do you have any thoughts on maybe from a parent's perspective, what concerns there may be there? Well, I mean, coming from a mom's perspective, you want to do everything you possibly can for your children. So, I mean, my first thought is always to put your children first. That's kind of a parenting thing, typically. Not mm, sure it's the yeah. greatest financial move but as far as a parent's concerned that's the best thing to do right yeah I, I can definitely see you know we we feel like as a parent we probably i guess not probably is probably not the the word to use but we should uh be looking out for their their interest within reason and, within reason and, and what is going to benefit them the most so i think we're going to kind of cover a lot of that uh just so we're clear uh, that this is going to be just general information. It's not specific advice for any one person. Uh, just please consult your personal financial advisor to determine which is the best for you and your family and your situation. Um, so where do you want to start? Well, this episode, I think we should focus on the college savings side. All right. So what we'll talk about college first. All right. So where do we want to go with that? Well, I know there's a very big myth on scholarships that are unclaimed every year. Can you enlighten us on that? Yeah, so we get to play Mythbusters. Yes. If everybody remembers that show, uh, we get to we kind of get to play Mythbusters here for a few minutes, and we're going to talk about 
um, billions of dollars in scholarships that go unclaimed every every year. Is that a myth or a fact? Yeah, I've actually heard that. I've seen it on social media, so it must be true. Yeah, you know, and and I, yeah. Yeah, if it's on Facebook, it's true, right? Yeah. That's what I uh, okay. Know. Okay. Um, yeah. No, I actually did believe this at one point, and so uh, had to do some research. And what we found is that the idea of billions of dollars that go unclaimed in scholarships is is actually a myth. Um, so there's a, a website called uh, Advisors with an E not advisors, but advisors.com. Oh, All right. Funny. So they, uh, they trace this myth back to what, uh, if anybody was around at this point, you know, pre internet times, uh, to the, around the late set mid to late seventies. Um, so right. You know, when star Wars would have come out, Oh yes, Star Wars. <laughs> of course, I'm going to know that one, right? That's what our timelines uh, are all based around. Yeah, so. it, exactly. Hey, sounds sounds good to me. Uh, that's when uh, the National Institute of Work and Learning reported that as much as seven billion dollars uh, was available each year in employer provided education assistance. Um, so people who who maybe work at a place now could relate that to. Uh, tuition reimbursement, um, something to that effect, uh, where your employer will reimburse you if you go and get a degree. So um, this is employer-provided education assistance, and that employees usually only used about three to four hundred million annually. Uh, so that left about six and a half billion dollars uh, left over uh, that went unclaimed. So this was misreported as scholarships that went unclaimed. Which is very different than your employer reimbursing you for. Right, exactly. Now, um, what is true is uh, Pell Grants. And um, do you want to maybe kind of talk about what Pell Grants are or, or, you know, and and, uh, at all? Okay, well, I mean, we don't have, we don't have to go into the detail, but it's more of a academic scholarship right right and there's actually 2.6 billion dollars in Pell Grants that were left on the table in 2018 and that's a fact that's not a myth right right so so myth versus fact uh, I think we kind of we can throw up that big myth busted sign that they used to do on the show yes. <laughs> but we didn't get to do the cool experiments no I didn't get to build like a rocket ship that you know would turn the moon into Swiss cheese or something no. or which mm. is kind of disappointing. Maybe we need to do a video instead of a podcast. Uh, we'll, we'll table that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put a pin in it. We'll put a pin in it, whatever that means. I don't even know what that means. What is it? Okay. No. Anyways, <laughs> we're, getting side, we're, well, we're getting sidetracked. Well, yeah. but, so how do we find scholarships then? Well, so FASFA, I guess, is kind of how you could say that. F-A- FASFA. FOSFA. Oh, I wasn't fancy enough. No. FOSFA. It's fancier than that. <laughs> so that is the free application for federal student aid. Uh, you can go to their website and um, and there you have a list of, of ways to, to find uh, scholarships. And there's different types of scholarships there, uh, different types of, of financial aid. Now, 
people who know us are gonna are gonna know that we are are going to not. Uh, what's how how can I best put this? Uh, we're not gonna promote the idea of student loans. Yeah. Uh, we will talk a, a you know briefly about student loans today, well, but we don't typically promote debt. Right, right. We're and we'll we'll kind of talk about, um, you know, how we can go to school and not go into debt um, to do so. Uh, and I think you know, kind of coming out of school, uh, who wants to have a mound of debt before you even have gotten your first job? So, uh, but we will talk a little bit about uh, about student debt. I'm sorry, student loans. Uh, just briefly because that, you know, that is an option for paying for school as well. Okay. So, so what are some, some scholarships that people can apply for? Well, you have merit-based scholarships. They usually have standards, usually academics or special talents that you need to get them. Um, there's also financial needs scholarships. These come with academic requirements and financial requirements. Okay. And then there's category-based scholarships. Um, there's some for women, maybe minorities, military families. There's all sorts of different categories for the, that one. Okay. So you said some skilled-based scholarships. So can I get a scholarship for juggling or sword be, swallowing, anything like that? You would be no? amazed at some of the scholarships you can get. <laughs> I actually have some funny ones. Okay. Well, we'll get to those in a second. Yes. Um, but I think it's important that people know uh, that going into into this is that it's going to take some work. You're going to have to do some research. Uh, you're going to actually have to go to this thing called the library. Library. Yeah. You just yeah. Google. There's if, no need to go into a library anymore. You know, you can go to the library and, and, uh, you know, there, and find that there's different foundations and religious organizations, community organizations, um, even local businesses that, uh, you know, that provide scholarships. So I think uh, it does take a little bit of work. So that means that you are going to have to ask your child to, uh, you know, to kind of dig into this a little bit and, and um, put some effort into finding uh, scholarships to, uh, to further their education. Uh, excuse me. Yes, they can also talk with their high school counselor. They can meet with a financial aid officer at their college of choice. Um, even talking to your parents' employer, sometimes they'll offer different scholarship options as well. Yeah. Well, and I can even you know, kind of talk about a scholarship. I won't name exactly the organization uh, that I helped with when I was on, on the board of directors for this organization. And we provided, um, it was $3,000 scholarships to high school students uh, for uh, two different high schools. So six scholarships total, three went to, to each high school and they just had to write an essay as to why they, they needed the assistance. Um, and I have to say that unfortunately, uh, unfortunately some of it, some of the information that we got back and some of the, uh, uh, essays that we got back, you could tell that there wasn't a whole lot of effort put into it. And, and when I had to review these, these essays to qualify for the scholarship, it was a little, a little disheartening because we were wanting to give these future college students money 
to go to school and further their education. Now, don't get me wrong. It was just a handful. Um, and some of them were just absolutely amazing to read and you really felt like you got to know the kids. So that was a great experience for me. Uh, but I think it was also a great experience for these kids who were learning how to, uh, you know, write essays for something that they were needing to get for, for school. It was, uh, but anyways, that was, that's beside the point. But oh, on the other side of that, there was also students who simply wrote, my parents made me fill this out. Yes, I did answer. have a couple of those that, oh, well, I'm, I'm writing this because yes. and filling out this application because my parents made me or, you know, something to that effect. And, and, you know, that's just one of those things where we, you know, we would want to prepare people that we talk to for the future and say, hey, there's scholarships out there. There's way to, ways to pay for school. We just need to do some work and, and we can we can find it. And instill in our children that it just takes a little bit of effort and we can come up with funds that don't require debt. Yes. And, and you know, that can be a whole separate topic of, of, of parent, uh, parenting styles. Parent all, Not that <laughs> all I'm good together. at it. Right, I fail right. daily. Exactly. That, yeah. yes. um, so what about, what are some of the obscure scholarships that are out there okay i know there's there's a few <laughs> there are. we did come across some that were strange there are we picked up three of our favorites okay and i think i'll start with the zombie apocalypse scholarship oh you jumped all the way down the list to the I zombie did. it just it stood out <laughs> i mean i <laughs> so so what is that one well if you have a survival planning skills for the zombie apocalypse you can get up to two thousand dollars nice yes so I'm not real sure. I know our kids play all the, what, Call of Duty zombie games. I'm sure they probably have a game plan and it could save us money. Yeah. You know, <laughs> maybe I need to brush up on my, my video game skills a little bit and, and uh, try to, you know, get some money set aside for, for, for our three boys. <laughs> you know, however we got to do it, even if it yeah. involves zombie planning. The one that, I, that jumped out to me that I thought was kind of funny, well, not kind of funny, it's re really funny, is you can get 10,000, or at one point, I don't know if it's still there, but you could have gotten $10,000 to make the best prom dress out of duct tape. See, that that's talent, though. I mean, that's a future designer. <laughs> I, I really don't have any... Any, any comment on that, on that you know, one? It makes me want to, I, I almost want to Google. I want to see what people came up with because that takes some creativity. Yeah, we'll have to go to the interwebs and uh, see what kind of duct tape dresses are out there. Yeah, maybe we don't want to Google that actually. That, could, that could be bad. That could be bad, yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else you got? Um, oh, you're going to make fun of me, but there's the <laughs> Tall Club Scholarship Program. You wouldn't have qualified for that one. I wouldn't. <laughs> that's, that's okay. I wouldn't have either. So, Well, no, you wouldn't have because it's for females. Oh, well, okay. Well, that's, yeah, I definitely would not would well, have. I take that back. Or males that are over 6'2". So. Yeah, see, no, I, no, no. no. Yeah. 5'10 for females and 6'2 for males. Neither one of us are close. Yeah, I'm almost a full foot too short for that one. Hmm. Well, there's short people scholarships too. I found that when I was researching. You oh, you did? For people like myself, yeah. <laughs> you have to be below 5'5". Five five, so. Oh, yeah. See, I, I'm right in the middle there. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have qualified for either one. Yeah, no, I'm definitely in the needs a step stool club. So. <laughs> All righty. So, uh, you know, those are, those are kind of the more uh, obscure ones that we, we ran across. But, you know, there's some out there for, for left, uh, for people who are left-handed. 
Um, and there's some statistics around there, but we won't we won't bore you with the, with the details and all. I think the point is really that you really have to just do your homework, do the research, do the work that's needed in order to find these these scholarships. Um, so, what should some people maybe be careful about out there? Um, scholarship scams. So yes. don't just go randomly start Googling and giving out your personal information. People do that. It's not a smart idea. You want to make sure that you're actually, you know, going through a legitimate site like FOSFA or, you know, go through the U.S. Department of Education and they'll give mm -hmm. you tips on how to stay safe when looking for scholarships. Right. Or contact the school directly that, or the organization directly to determine whether or not that's a valid scholarship and it's something that, that they're actually doing. Right. Please don't put your social security number and all your information on random Google sites. That's just asking for identity theft. So. Yeah, right. Okay. So we're going to talk a little bit again, briefly about student loans. Um, again, you can go to the FOSFA or FOS, FA, 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 FAFSA. <laughs> How do, okay. Anyway, F A F S A. There you go. Website. All right. Uh, and apply for a student loan there. Um, also, some private lenders, uh, some banks will do, and credit unions will do um, student loans. But again, we would urge anyone looking to put money away for college or find ways to pay for, for college that. Uh, do the research on grants scholarships first before we look at getting into debt to get right. a, to further our education. And it's not that you never ever need to do that. There are certain cases where that's they've exhausted all their options, but make sure you've exhausted those options before you just jump into signing up for debt. Right. And paying for college debt has been made a little bit easier uh, here in 2020 uh, for those that have not heard the uh, um, the government actually recently passed a new uh, act called the Secure Act, and it d does a lot to change how we're planning for retirement and all those ideas. But also, when it comes to uh, saving for college, for paying for college, uh, and we'll talk a little bit about that here in a second when we talk about the different types of college savings accounts, because. Uh, we they've expanded the use of those and what you can use them for and paying down lo uh, student loans using those and, and all that good stuff. So that's that's helpful as as well. Um, so did you have any thoughts about anything else before we jump into the types of savings accounts? Mm, not really. I mean, we've got so much information to cover. We could probably do 10 more episodes, so we probably should get started. <laughs> right. Yeah, we we. Uh, you know, and we're going to kind of just touch briefly on each of these types of savings accounts. Uh, there's really just uh, three main ones that we wanted to to hit on um, and, and kind of make sure we put some information out there. So we'll start with the 529 college savings account. And really the, the great thing about this account is that it, it allows you to put uh, more money away uh, and has some tax advantages to it. Now, disclosure: we're not tax advisors, we're not CPAs, so any you know anything that we may talk about there, you definitely want to uh, review with your your CPA uh, to make sure that you qualify for any of those tax benefits. But the five twenty nine account 
uh, may have some tax benefits there. And when you use that money, um, you, you, uh, typically it is, it is tax free to use that money towards, uh, further education. Now what happens with the 529 if their child decides not to go to college? Okay. So again, that has been expanded due to the secure act. Uh, the m- most common option that, m- that people go with when a child doesn't go to school is that, uh, they either, uh, transfer it to another child or they uh, maybe a family member something like that that's the most common thing that that is done with it okay um but again you know if they if you already have a student loan now with this new secure act you can pay down student loans with it uh they've also have expand expanded what you can actually use the money for when it comes to further educate furthering your education um it used to be thought that you can only use it towards a major university or something like that now it's you can uh, use it towards like a trade school or, or, uh, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, that I went to X, Y, Z university. Uh, so there's, there's some more flexibility, flexibility there. And it looks like, I mean, depending on the state you're in, you can contribute up to $350,000 a year into a 529. Uh, depending upon the state, um, there's also a, a five year contribution that can be done. And it doesn't have to be done just by the parent. It can be done by, anyone anyone can contribute money to the child's 529 account uh, usually the the parent or guardian will be the owner of the account and then it'll be for the benefit of the child but uh, it doesn't have to be just from the parents money uh, that goes into that um, so grandparents we, yeah we've had grandparents do it we've had yeah uh, guard, different guardians do it or or you know aunts, uncles, does that kind of thing. And uh, like I said, you can put a lump sum of five years worth of contributions in at one time. And that way it allows that money to grow uh, tax advantaged uh, starting a lot sooner. What a great idea for, I mean, a birthday gift from family members. Like yeah. instead of another toy your child's gonna be bored with, Ten minutes later, right? Especially in our in our instant gratification age, uh, electronic age, Uh, we've had that. We've had you know we've had parents say, okay, this year in lieu of of giving our child uh, a toy or a video game or whatever, we you know just put that money towards their five twenty nine college savings account. So yeah, we've seen that. Smart. Uh, what about the Coverdell Education Savings Account? So the Coverdell Education Savings Account is is interesting. Now it doesn't allow you to put as much money in as the the five twenty nine plan. Um, it is tax advantaged as well. Uh, but what's what's interesting about it is that the uh, the investment options within the Coverdell Education Savings Account is a lot more broad. So unlike a 529 account, it's very restricted on what you can use in it. And there's only certain types of investments that can be used in it. In in the Coverdell, it's almost like an IRA, uh, an individual retirement account, where you have a broad broad amount of investment options available. Uh, and there, there's, you're not restricted to either age-based type of investments. Uh, so it's very similar uh, to, an, to an IRA in that aspect. 
With that, I love the fact that you can spend it even for elementary education. I mean, like us, we have two children in a special needs private school. I mean, we would be able to use those funds towards elementary Right. In well. some, yeah, some states will allow you to do that. Uh, some states will allow you to, to put it towards you know private school or uh, elementary school. And um, you know, so uh, especially when you have someone who may have a, a special needs child, you know, like we do, um, paying for those expenses can, can be made a lot easier with, with that. That's another time I would tell family like, Hey, instead of Christmas gifts this year, <laughs> you know, contribute. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, now one thing to be careful with though, is, is that with a, a Coverdale, once the child reaches 18, uh, then the money or the, the, the account is then given to the child. Ouch. So, uh, there's definitely some planning that has to be done there. You know, you know your child. You know, you know if they're going to be responsible at the age of 18 with that money, it, to use it for their their college or what or what have you, um, or there may need to be a discussion uh, uh, prior to that on how do we manage this in a way that will continue to benefit them after they're 18. I remember being 18 and would have loved to be handed a big bank account. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm right there with you. Um, you know, uh, I probably would have, would have, uh, yeah, I wouldn't have done the right thing. No, no, <laughs> Let, let's be honest. Right, exactly. Oh gosh, I would have taken my friends out for a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and been broke a week later. Yeah, yeah, and still would have had to have worked while I was in college. Definitely. Yeah. But you'd had some good memories. Maybe. Hopefully, hopefully not behind bars. <laughs> or no memories at all. Oh, I don't know. Yes. <laughs> even worse, even worse. Okay, all right. So let's move on before I before we, I get myself into trouble here. Uh, so what else we got? How about the Uniform Gifts to Minors or to Minors Act or the UGMA? Right. So that um, some people may remember this as the UTMA account. Uh, it's now I guess called the UGMA account. It's basically the same thing. It's a custodial account where um, it's not a specific college savings account, and it, and, but it's it's an account that it's just it's a custodial account where the, the parent is the owner uh, for the benefit of the child. Uh, what's great about this is once again the investment options in this are uh, are broad, um, and it depending upon the state again, uh, the age is pushed back to, to 21 as to when they would actually um, be handed over the account. So it does give the parents a little bit more control of the money that they put in there. Well, getting a little better, but 21 still might ne necessarily be right, the right time. Right. To... But hopefully by that time they're in school, they're in college, so the money's being used there. Right. Um, but then, you know, also if they're in college and, and you have this type of account and there's an expense that is not specifically for college education or within the rules of like a 529, then you would have that money to be able to use it for that and it's still benefiting them while they're away at school. So uh, as an example, and this is gonna be different for everyone, but we may say, okay, we'll put money in a 529 specifically for college education, but then also put money in this custodial uh, UGMA or UGMA account that can also go towards their college education, but also be used in a different way if there if that uh, that situation arises. Uh, so using a combination of these savings accounts is, it can be a good a good benefit too. Cool. 
Well, that sounds like a good option. I know at 21, we were having our first child, so it would have been great to have one of these accounts. Well, you were 21. Well, I that's right. You're old. I forget. Yeah. <laughs> Only about four years. It's Only. not like, you know. Yeah. You're old. <laughs> but anyway. So on that note, <laughs> uh, so that's a lot of information. It is. You know, and, and obviously this is, there's, there's a lot to consider when we talk about saving for college or retirement. And so I think this might be a good stopping point, uh, you know, especially with uh, trying to keep our podcast with, within a certain time frame. Uh, I know we're kind of going a little bit long, uh, and but I think it's a good question. Um, it's a good question that people really need answers to and, and uh, they really worry about uh, whether or not they should be focusing more on their re- own retirement or on their child's college education. And I feel like you need all this information to make a smart decision. I mean, you can't take the decision lightly and without all this information, you just really can't make the proper decision. So, right. Exactly. So, but this will wrap things up for part one uh, of this two part episode. Which means you have to tune into the next episode if you want to know our answer. Yes. So part two, we'll be talking about retirement and we'll be talking about different types of retirement accounts and how to save for retirement. Uh, So, you you know, you'll want to, you'll want to check back in with us here in two weeks uh, when we will have that, that, uh, that information out there for you. Yes. Every other Tuesday, every other Tuesday we will, we're out there. And if you'd like to know more about this topic, don't hesitate to reach out. We'd love to help you decide what's best for you and your family and your child's college expenses. And, um, yeah, I I think that pretty much wraps it up for, for episode one. Well, part Um, one, part one, I'm sorry. Yeah. Part episode one was a month ago. Yeah. Something like that. Somewhere around there. Almost two months. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So episode three, part one. There you go. All right. I got it. I I got it now. On that note. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just remember that this is uh, general information only. It's not intended uh, to be a recommendation to any one individual. And please consult your financial advisor or someone that you trust to give you advice. Uh, or you can contact us directly to discuss which option is the best for you. And how can they, uh, how can they get a hold of us? Mm, you can get a hold of us everywhere. It's social media. We're on Facebook. We're on LinkedIn. We're on Twitter. Uh, our website, providentoak.com. Um, you can email us at info at providentoak.com. Um, the Clear Lake Today radio app is where you can find us and our podcast every other week. Yep. Uh, we're pretty much everywhere. Where yeah, you so, can find. So pull, if you're listening on your smart device now, unless you're driving, don't do it. Don't do it if you're driving. But when you stop and you're safe, pull out your phone, go to your app store, whether, what is that, iTunes? Those those Apple people use? Is yeah, that what that is? We're okay. Android people. We probably just lost a bunch of <laughs> um, and, and just search Clear Lake today and yes. the app should, should come up for you and download that. There's a bunch of other great uh, podcasts on, uh, on the network as well yes. uh, that you can get a lot of great information and also some fun stuff too. So hopefully we didn't bore too many people with this topic. You think they're awake still? I don't know. Crickets? Maybe. <laughs> But Alrighty. we hope you all have a blessed day and thank you so much for joining us. And we'll see you in two weeks. Bye bye. <laughs>